Welcome to another episode. I am V, and this is the Sussex Set. First things first, a huge thank you to all of the people who joined my Patreon, the Set Fam over at Patreon. I really appreciate it. I did not expect that many people to join since the last episode, but I definitely appreciate it. Again, that really helps me kind of level the podcast up, if you will. But just the support itself is so touching and mind-blowing. And just the support that you all have had for all of the Sussex Squad podcasts, just know that it's very appreciated and it really goes a long way. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And in other great news, Harry and Meghan have officially announced their departure date from the slum that is England, particularly the royal family. March 31st is Emancipation Day. Now, we've all known that the spring was when Harry and Meghan would officially leave their royal dues behind. Remember, at first it was we're going to be half over there and half over here. Then it was, we out, actually. We're not coming back. Not for real. Not in that way. And the Sussexes will transition out of their senior royal duties in the spring. Well, now we have a date. And boy, does that feel good. Just knowing that there's a date on a calendar that I can point to, that they can point to, and just say, that's the date that we're out. I'm sure they've been planning this for some time. Maybe my best guess is that maybe Their exit date might not have come this soon, but they were kind of pushed by a lot of dark forces from where they came. But better now, there's no time like the present, like the saying goes. And we already knew that 2020 was going to be a year that they distanced themselves from the royal family in some way, whether it's just further differentiating themselves within that context Or in this case, just breaking from it altogether. And really, if you look at it the way I see it, it's a wise decision no matter how you slice it, especially given the year that the royal family outside of Harry and Meghan have had in 2019. So 2020, the year we knew they would separate themselves in some way, they've done it literally, and I couldn't be more happy for them, more proud of them but also happy that they can actually turn a page and like begin writing a new chapter that doesn't involve the nightmare of that terrible institution. As we saw, they let their staff go from Frogmore Cottage. This is a story that really was about a month old. We already knew. Obviously, when the date came out, March 31st, the press wants to play up the fact that, oh, Harry and Meghan, and they let those poor people go. Now they're These people still work for the family in some capacity. They're just not working for Harry and Meghan. Didn't y'all care about tax dollars two weeks ago? But I also really love the fact that Buckingham Palace no longer will get to speak for them. They will no longer be able to use that office as a vehicle to mislead the public about what's really going on between Harry and the family. Because Now we can see with our own eyes that that relationship really does not exist in the way that the queen or the folks who are advising the queen and the royal family in general would have you believe. They want to believe everything is great. They want you to believe everything is amicable, which some parts of it may be. But they really want you to believe that, you know, everybody just walked away happy. 
And we know that is not the case. So Buckingham Palace can't tell any more lies. Now, yes, Harry and Meghan had their own office in Buckingham Palace, but that still had to go through the Queen's right-hand man. And nobody, really, I think absolutely no one can be trusted in that context. But I'm sure Harry and Meghan had people on the inside that they trusted as well. But really, obviously, they want to get the hell away from there. So I'm glad Buckingham Palace. Go and get your little statements out now, girl, because now you got Andrew. (laughs) You got that problem all to yourself. And you can go and get out the good letterhead and start writing some more statements for him because that's who they care about. So let him continue to embarrass y'all. But Harry and Meghan going to be off doing what they do away from all of y'all. That said, it's reported that Harry and Meghan won't be receiving the public funding after that point, which is great. They don't need it. I think maybe in the beginning, perhaps they thought they needed it. They don't. Now, it would have been nice, given all that Harry and Meghan have channeled toward the family since they became a married couple. I mean, because that's the least they could do. But they're good. They don't need it as long as their security is tight and in place. Everything else they can build because that's what they do. They're builders from what I can see. And they will keep Sensibali as well as the Invictus Games. I know they better because ain't nobody built that but Harry. But as far as I know, and until something is announced by the Sussexes themselves, Megan is still going to have her patronages as well. That was mentioned on their own Instagram page. So, I mean, it looks like they're coming away with a lot of what's important to them, as well as being able to have the freedom to move around without people holding tax dollars over their head. And they'll be able to live a life of peace, not that fishbowl that some people waited a whole 10 years just to drown in. But for real, shout out to Harry and Megan for knowing who they are, knowing what they will and won't tolerate. It's an incredible skill, really. And it's one that comes with age, but it's one that should be deployed by more people. Because what you're losing is probably what you need to lose anyway. Like dead weight, envious people, just folks who don't have your best interests at heart. Cut it off and go forward in grace. And just take a few minutes to laugh at people who wanted to see you fall, even though you're still upright. And just carry on. And to be honest, that's how you keep calm and carry on in the 99s and 2000s. And with that, I'm going to pivot to a new segment that I'm calling Five Big Questions. Get it? Five Big Questions? Because these are actually five questions that people want the answers to. So number one, what is royal anyway? What does it even mean? Now, in the last couple of days, really weeks, but more so in the last few days, a lot of people have been talking about the queen is now reviewing the word royal as it's attached to Sussex Royal and SussexRoyal.com. As if to say, let's see if I want them to actually still be able to use the word royal attached to their personal branding. On the one hand, you have people who are saying the queen is really ruling with an iron fist and she really put her foot down and she's not going to allow Harry and Meghan to use this word that no longer, quote unquote, describes them as a transition out of royal life or life as senior royals. Then you have people like Victoria Arbiter who are putting out this idea that, well, actually, the queen is only just a figurehead. It's really people around her making decisions. Quite frankly, I don't know what's what. 
honestly, I can see both. But what I can see more is the fact that there are people around the queen. Not saying she doesn't have sense. I don't know whether she, what her brain health is like in her advanced age, but she seems like she's pretty with it to me. So she knows the lay of the land. I'll put it to you that way. But I can also still see someone that age being even slightly manipulated in something as stupid as this. I can kind of see people around the queen that she trusts dictating this conversation so that when it's all said and done, the word royal is not anywhere next to the word Sussex. First and foremost, not that Harry and Meghan even cling to that word, but how you going to call a blood prince non-royal? Why? Because he's refusing to be a slave for the firm and work for free for y'all just to promote y'all out here in this new decade when y'all not even promoting y'all selves. This boy's going to be the son of the next king. How is he not royal? For one, that's why this is petty and stupid. But then also, he and his wife are producing children who are also technically blood royals, whether they care about the term or not, because I don't think they do. If they did, they would have made sure Archie got the title of prince. They didn't want it. And I think people say, oh, well, you know, he's going to be a prince when Charles is king. They still may not want him to have that title. So they're not married to this word royal at the time that they created their Instagram, at the time that they created would ultimately be their brand. Maybe they didn't see it becoming this contentious at this point. But like for the people who believe they have the power to make Harry and Meghan drop the word royal from their brand, what good does it do you? And not only that, but what do you think you're doing to Harry and Meghan by making them release the word? You're not stopping the Harry and Meghan show. At worst, they'll have to get a new domain name and change their Instagram. And Instagram makes that very easy. At best, they'll just be left alone. But that word doesn't stop them from doing what they're going to do anyway. So what is royal? What is it? And I've asked this in the last couple of days. Is it Andrew? Because let me reemphasize, he's still HRH. He's still a royal highness. Is it the guy promoting milk? Is it Camilla the horse? Is it her? Is she royal? What is it? Is it Fergie getting her toes sucked on the beach? Or is it Kate wearing short dresses with no drawers on? What is royal? Because I would like to know. And to be quite honest, it seems like, well, common sense says that they would want someone like Harry and Meghan using the word royal because they kind of make royalty look good comparing them to everybody else, like all the other flunkies. Wouldn't you say? No matter how this plays out, though, Harry and Meghan, they're going to rise above it. And I think at the end of the day, everybody, every single one of their critics know this. So they're trying every possible obstacle they can. And that leads right into my next question. Number two, why are their critics still so consumed with hatred? I mean, you go to their Instagram and the overwhelming majority of comments on their Instagram are supportive. But there's always a few that are so bitter, so nasty, so angry 
It's very cringy because it's kind of like, why are you seeking this out? Why aren't you over on the Duchess's page, the Duke's page that you said best represented your royal family? Why are you not over there? Why are you over here talking about, oh, this is stupid. If you don't like it, why are you there? But those are minor critics. There's still a lot of people with big platforms still trying to rain down on anything Sussex as soon as they hear any word of any news coming out about Harry and Meghan. And my answer to that question is this. They're so consumed with hatred because these are people who never wanted to see Harry and Meghan fly. Not inside the royal family, not outside of the royal family. They never intended to see Harry and Meghan succeed at anything. Now, if you remember, this is said a lot on this podcast. When they came out, they got married. They became the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. It wasn't too long after that that everybody that has been some of their most vocal critics were saying in unison, well, you know, they're just going to fade out into the background. That's what they were hoping. And I have always said a lot of the criticism that you've seen of Harry and Meghan has been what people want to happen. Not that it actually is happening. It's what they wish will happen. They wanted them to fade into the background and be obscure so Will and Kate could just go ahead and take the lead, which they should have done. They didn't do it. Harry and Meghan, though, nobody anticipated just how strong and how far and wide the support for them would be. And as that support kept growing and growing, it became a cycle that began to feed itself. So the press then became more critical and more critical. And so they got more and more support. And then it really just snowballed from there to where we reached 2020 and Harry and Meghan are like, we out. But if you remember, at the same time, up until that point, before, at that point, and even beyond that point that they decided to exit, they have always acknowledged both sides of that coin. The critics, the press that's trying to make their lives hell, and the people who were supporting them despite that. Some people were so angry. Angry is not even the word. Like, scarily just enraged that Harry married a woman of color. That's really what it boils down to. And that's the primary reason why they never intended to see Harry and Meghan fly together. It's always been an effort to make her either run off. And Harry, I feel like from the beginning, Harry has always been afraid of that. Somehow they wanted to separate them. So in order to prevent that, they left the toxicity together as a family. But some people are never going to forgive Harry for marrying a woman of color and having the audacity to bring her into this institution of the British royal family. And I only say that because, think about it, before Meghan, has anybody in England ever not wanted to see Prince Harry fly? Has anybody ever wanted to dim his light, stop his efforts, his accomplishments, play them down, question his sanity? Has anybody ever done any of those things? So how all of a sudden did it flip? When he got married, how all of a sudden is now Harry a loose cannon and disrespectful to the queen and using his mother for sympathy? Harry has always talked about his mother. As soon as he began to talk for himself, 
He's always talked about Diana. What changed? Oh, the fact that Harry actually proved to you that he loves his wife more than he cares about your opinion. And now you resent him for it. And the fact that when they left, they only became more popular. I think it's just something that people are realizing that there's nothing they can actually do about it. Even just now, we're seeing Harry and John Bon Jovi preparing for the Invictus Games, creating songs together. Harry got his own choir. Didn't know that until today. The Invictus Games Choir. You heard, they just keep winning. I told y'all it was winter season. And they keep winning. They can't miss. And hoes mad. Number three. At what point can Harry and Meghan let their guard down? You want to take a guess at the answer? Because the answer is never. See previous question. On the real, though, I've been thinking about this a lot, particularly with the talk of paparazzi and, you know, I'm guilty. I go to TMZ sometimes and I saw a story of Harry going to get some sandwiches or something like that. You know, that's cool. If that's what they want to do, live a life where they just go out and make their, you know, like normal people. I mean, there's huge benefit to being left alone to go out. But I just want their security to be airtight. They don't expect, neither do they want to live in castles or, you know, have servants that are there hand and foot in the tradition of English royalty, if you will. That's where my respect for Harry is rooted. I don't think he's that type of person to let his guard down, not just for what he's been through, but also just knowing that he served in the army in a war. (laughs) I think his senses, I think his instincts are on point, especially now that they're heightened because he's a father and he has to also look out for his wife. You know, he has a whole family to look out for and to protect from sometimes I feel his own blood kin in addition to the press, in addition to paparazzo or paparazzi who want to just make money off of them because they feel like they're not in the protection of the royal family. I think the importance of good security is at an all-time high. There's going to come a time when I feel like they're coasting. There's going to come a time when everybody feels like, okay, well, this is just how it is. You know, Harry and Meghan over here being philanthropists and getting these big fat stacks And Will and Kate and the royal family and Charles and all of them over there doing that thing. I don't ever want Harry and Meghan to relax and let their guard down. I'm sure they're very careful about who they trust. I actually honestly still don't even want them to go to England. I know they got some engagements and events coming up, but it's like you just don't know who to trust. And that's an age old story in humanity, but especially in a sense like this. Am I predicting anything bad? Absolutely not. But I'm saying don't trust just anybody. And I don't believe they do. But they'll never be able to relax. And I think in large part because so many people just hate the fact that they exist as they exist. And they're doing it happily. Envy and jealousy are really just terrible things. Anybody can be envious and anybody can be jealous. But when someone who is envious has power, when someone who is envious has resources, that's a little bit of something to always keep in the back of your mind. Somewhere, somewhere tucked up in there. Because I know I think about it. And that's why I'm always going to be a proponent for hashtag leave Archie in Canada. Period, Pooh. 
Period. Number four, just why is Buckingham Palace and the Queen and the family, if you will, just why are they being so petty? What's that all about? Is it a sign of something bigger, something deeper, rather? And I say yes. Do I think the Queen and Prince Charles and Prince Dildo love Harry as a family member? Absolutely. I mean, you can still love someone and hate them at the same time. Well, hate is a strong word. You can love someone and not want to see them succeed. We all know somebody like that, whoever they are, whoever they have been in your life. It's like crabs in a barrel. It's crabs in a barrel. That's what it looks like. They didn't want Harry to get out. They didn't want him to go his own way. They just want him to do it quietly and just settle into working for free and being on call and doing whatever the family wanted, but not really making any waves. That's what they thought would happen. That's what they wanted to happen. But it turns out Harry and Meghan actually want to have an impact in the life that they have, the one life that they actually get to live on Earth. And the royal family actually doesn't get to stop them from doing that. Again, Harry and Meghan, they know their power. They know their influence. I think it's a source of resentment, which is at the root of any pettiness, like this use of the word royal or, you know, saying that, oh, Harry, no, you can't have these military appointments, even though you're the only one who actually served in a war in like the last two decades. Nah, you don't get to do that. You want to know why? Because we don't like the fact that you have a mind of your own. You're supposed to be team firm, not team family, not team Harry and Meghan and Archie. You're supposed to do what we want you to do. And by God, don't eclipse us in popularity, too. That's why they're trying to make it hard for Harry and Meghan at every little turn of this exit from senior royal status. And then last question, number five. What can be expected when they go back to Canada after these engagements in the UK from the end of this month into mid-March, leading up to that March 31st official exit date? What can be expected? I expect, and not that I want this, but I expect people that have already been vocal about the Sussexes current plans and the way that they've operated in protecting themselves, I think those people are going to be even much more vocal in their criticisms. They're going to be inventing brand new hoops for Harry and Meghan to jump through just to prove that they're worthy of all of the attention that they're getting, especially given that it will be official that the two of them don't really have any constraints. They don't have to answer to anyone at this point not even the queen. Of course, Harry is always going to respect his grandmother. He's going to respect the queen, but they don't owe anybody anything. Again, they paid back the money for Frogmore. They originally said, yes, we'll take 5% from the sovereign grant. They're not even taking that. They've given up their titles. They don't even want to live in Frogmore for free when they do stay there. They've given their critics literally everything they wanted from the beginning. But now that it's become evident that even them giving the critics what they wanted, even Harry and Meghan giving everything back, quote unquote, that's not going to stop them. 
that makes people enraged because they thought it would. They thought that when Harry and Meghan were faced with the choice of falling in line or getting out, that Harry and Meghan would fall in line and do what they were told and fade into the background while simultaneously being used to create more goodwill for the royal family while working for free, while being abused by the press as well. Nah, they left and now they're leaving for good. Not concerned about no 12-month review happening in 12 months. They're gone. And this is still turning out to be a rock star year. Man, these people are going to lose their minds. Their heads are going to explode. Even just now, the pre-sale tickets for the Invictus Games opening ceremony has sold out. No publicity for it on Sussex Royal. No publicity for it anywhere, in fact except for the little Bon Jovi thing, and that's not even publicity for the opening ceremony. What y'all gonna do now? But sit back and watch them do what they want to do without any constraints. They have to sit back and watch this man and this woman go out and be great, and there being nothing they can do about it. Because initially, here's what I think people believed. They believed that Harry and Meghan would just be glad to be there. And, well, we can't stop our prince from loving this woman of color so we can at least force them to do everything we want them to do and do what we say, how we want them to do it, when we want them to do it. And when Harry and Meghan looked around and said, absolutely not, sis, that's when all of the mess started. That's when it became game on. And then there became absolutely nothing that either of them could do right. And I think the heat that Harry and Meghan have gotten thus far has always been about controlling their movement, their sense of freedom, their sense of belonging. It has always been about control. But now they don't have that control they thought they had over Harry and Meghan. So they're due to combust, especially after the 31st of March. And you really do love to see it because we've been waiting on this for a long time. These are the same people who don't even want Harry and Meghan and Archie to have security. Think about that. You don't want these people to have security, basic security. What does it say about you and your feeling for these two human beings who obviously need security, adequate security, especially in light of how his mother passed? Either way, get ready for some hurt feelings and two Sussexes who just don't care. Anyway, coming up at the end of the month, starting at the end of the month, Harry and Meghan have some events going down in the UK. It's going to be a bonanza, I'm sure, just because they're back. I mean, they create a buzz wherever they go, but especially after basically leaving the royal family, only waiting for the official <laughs> exit from the royal family, but them being back in the UK. Oh, my God. I kind of don't even want to see it, but it's also going to be so funny just because the same people who claim they want them away and out of sight, they're going to be the same ones who can't get enough of them. The same ones who told Megan to act like Kate. Well, now Megan is acting like Megan as she's always been, but only you can't hold anything over her head. You can't hold anything over Prince Harry's head. Oh my God. It's going to be a frenzy. It's going to be a, a total bonanza because they know their profits are going to spike a little bit before they go down into the depths, which is where they belong, by the way. 
On the 28th, we have Harry attending an Invictus Games event in London. On the 5th, Harry and Meghan are going to attend the Endeavor Fund Awards, something that they always attend. Very much looking forward to that. On the 6th, Harry's going to be at the Silverstone. March 7th, they're going to attend the Mountbatten Music Awards. I mean, they really got a full schedule coming up. That's why I said it's going to be like a frenzy because everybody's going to be out. I mean, it's probably going to be paparazzi like you've never seen since Diana's time as a royal. On the 8th, Megan's going to mark International Women's Day somehow. I'm definitely looking forward to the Instagram post because we know women's issues, women's rights, girls' rights, girls' education is something that Megan has championed long before she was even a professional woman in the world. But now knowing, having this extra context, I think it'll be great to just see her continue in that vein. And on the 9th, they are going to attend the Commonwealth Service at Westminster Abbey. This is a thing that the Queen and the people at Buckingham Palace were asking Harry and Meghan to bring Archie for. Oh, please come back. Why don't y'all come to this service? Girl. Chill. Anyway, they're going to be there. It's really just going to be something to see. I just hope they obviously protect themselves. Don't trust too many people because a snake is still a snake, even if he says he's your friend. And I hope they leave right after that. Period. Of course, 2020, again, is shaping up to be an incredible year. Right after that, in May, you have the Invictus Games, the actual games in the Netherlands. You still have the rollout of their foundation. I mean, I'm not sure whether now them having to expedite their exit has pushed that back. I don't know. But I, I hope at least that they still feel confident in going forward with that this year. If not, whatever. Eventually, they will. And of course, they have other initiatives that we've heard about that are going to come out this year, as far as I know, like the mental health documentary with Oprah and surely some other things that Harry and Meghan have been working on already. So go and get your popcorn ready because people are exposing themselves left and right, and it's just going to continue. That's pretty much all I have for today. Thanks for hanging out with me once again. And of course, thank you to the Set Fam over at Patreon. You guys definitely helped me make this thing go. I appreciate you. Make sure you find me on Instagram at Sussex Set. Find me on Twitter at Sussex Squad. And if you're interested in joining my Patreon, you can find me over there at Sussex Set. Keep shining your light, but keep giving them hell too. And until next time, peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Kill me. Kill me.